Good morning, everyone. This morning we are in Exodus 16. So the Israelites are out in the desert. God did provide for them after their grumbling some water in the previous chapter. And now we head into chapter 16. Then they set out from Elam and all the congregations of the sons of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. And on the 15th day of the second month, which is 30 days after their departure from the land of Egypt, the whole congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The sons of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Wow, what a complaint they bring against God and against Moses. And, you know, I can't imagine, usually the, you know, what you'll hear people say is, you know, can you believe Israel's doing this? And I, I agree in the sense that, you know, God parted the sea. He did all those plagues. They've seen amazing miracles. But 30 days is a long time to be hungry, and uh, they probably have children complaining, you know, men complaining, women complaining to each other, pressure is building up in the families and in the camp. They're hungry. They don't know what their, you know, future is. They don't, they don't know how they're going to be fed. And yes, God has provided amazing miracles in the past, and you'd like to think that, oh, they're just going to automatically trust God. But clearly God is testing them, and clearly God is helping them when they get to a point where they feel like they don't know the future, that they would turn to the Lord and trust Him. But they haven't developed this yet. They've been slaves for, you know, 400 years, and, you know, they didn't have the Word of God back in Egypt, and they're only going to begin to be getting words from God and his instruction now through Moses. You know, the Ten Commandments and the law aren't even going to come for another four chapters and season of time in the desert. So, you know what? They're they're, uh, probably a a very under-trained, you know, what's the word? Like, for a group of people that really isn't that advanced, not that mature, um, and they're dealing with their, their, you know, survival and hunger pains. So they're complaining. And listen to what it says then in verse 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them, whether or not they will walk in my instruction. Now, I want want to just read that again. Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether or not they will walk in my instruction. Now, God is going to have manna come on the ground, and and he's going to do it every day, except for on the seventh day, the the Sabbath day, the Saturday. And they're going to supposed to only gather what they will eat for that day and no more because if they store it they're going to be told that that's not what they're to do they're supposed to just trust God that he's going to provide for them every day if they take too much 
then the bread's going to rot overnight, whatever they didn't eat. So they're only supposed to take enough for the day. Then amazingly, God's going to say, well, on the sixth day, you can gather twice as much. And even though it would rot all the other days, on the sixth day, if you have two days portion and you only eat one day's portion, so one portion's left over, it's not going to rot on that day. What, what an incredible miracle that is. And all along, what God's trying to get them to do is see if they will follow his instruction. And that how critical that is. And, and how we've already seen that. And really, that's what we're going to stick with as far as what we're going to talk about today, because it's it's so important to God. Now, in this same passage, as we move into verse 8, God's going to give them meat. Uh, but it's really the bread that becomes such an amazing focus of this chapter. But God's going to bring quail, and they're going to have meat from the quail, and they're going to have bread from the manna that comes down. But not only is God testing them and making them go hungry for a while before he provides for them, but he's going to test them if they're going to trust him on following his instruction on whether they take too much, whether it be, you know, uh, the five days a week or the sixth day when they take twice as much, which then they're going to be allowed to do that. And later on in the chapter two, God's going to have uh, Moses and Aaron jar some of this manna to keep it, to be able to share with future generations as a testimony, what God has done. Uh, and he's going to keep that. I believe they put that with, later on with the Ark of the Covenant and store it as a memorial to remember the testimony of God. What an amazing thing this is that he provides. Now, what I want to share with you regarding this is in chapter 15. Let's just go back there for a moment where we were. And when they complained about the water and then God made the water sweet by throwing that tree in the water. Then he made for them a statute and regulation. This is verse 25 of chapter 15. And he there he tested them. See, in the prior chapter, we see God testing them there too. And he said, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians, for I, the Lord, am your healer. This word that's used test there and in chapter 16 as well is to test, to try, to prove. And it's it's to reveal what's really in you. It's, re, it's really to show your faith. He, God's trying to develop character that they would trust him. And, you know, soon... God's going to give them his word, his law, his commandments, and his statutes. And their success is going to be on their trust of God. And they're following and giving earnest heed to what God has to say. So he's trying to develop this in them so that when they have greater challenges that come ahead in their journey of faith and life, that they will have learned to develop trust in God. And it's incredibly important, and I think God is trying to develop that in you and me. And sometimes he tests or proves us. He gives us challenges where we need to turn to God and say, God, I can't do this on my own. And hopefully we recognize that, and we turn to the Lord, and we allow the Lord to build strength in us because God's trying to prepare us to be able to stick with him to the end 
to follow his commandments, his statutes, to be faithful to him. And the tests that we endure earlier in life help prepare us for the tests that are coming later in life because we've, through them, learned to trust in the Lord and to trust in his word. You know, listen to this. Uh, If we were to move forward into chapter 17, um, or actually verse chapter 20, when they begin to get the law and Moses goes up on Mount Sinai and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid for God has come in order to test you and in order that you fear him, that your fear of him may be with you so that you may not sin. So when, when God up on the mountain shows his power and we'll see that just in a few chapters. And they're like, oh my gosh, God's going to destroy us. Look at his, you know, look at the power that God has. And he says, you know what I really want? I really want you to have a proper awe, reverence, respect, yare, a fear of me, so that you may not sin. Now, if we were not to sin, if God were to teach us to not sin, guess who would receive blessing? Not only God would receive blessing through our purity and through us not getting entangled into sin, but we would have blessing because we would have the favor of God of not walking in sin. And we would also escape or not experience the consequences of living in sin. So when God gives us these instructions and says that I want you to fear me, I want to test you, I want you to learn to trust me, I want you to give earnest heed to all that I've said, and I'm providing this test for you so it'll develop your character, it'll develop your faith, and that you'll learn to trust me, and you'll learn to follow me, and you'll learn not to go down the paths of sin. And in doing all of that, we and God are both blessed. God's trying to develop this in Israel. They're immature in their journey of faith right now. They are. And God's trying to strengthen their resolve to follow, and he's trying to do the same thing for you and for me. And the little tests along the way are there to show you that you can trust God and learn to follow him because sometimes there's going to be even harder journeys up ahead, more difficult tests, and God's trying to build your character. You know, I've I've mentioned before that, you know, I've been at this church now for 15 years. Uh, You know, I'm in my 15th year of pastoring this church, and there were many years that were very difficult and where God tested me, he tried me. And it was only through him that I did not give up. It was only through the strength that God provided. I asked the Lord, I prayed, God, what do you have me to do? And he never released me to to give up. And that tested my resolve. Listen, I'm not naive enough to think that there won't be challenging days ahead. That there won't be hard times uh, people come and go out of your life. There, there are always going to be challenges, and there's going to be challenges for me in the days ahead. <clears throat> but He's already helped me to learn to trust Him, even when it's hard, so that I'm prepared, even in the days ahead when there are hard times, to continue to trust Him. Uh, our trust is in the Lord. Our trust is not in the circumstances of life. It's not in the strength of man. Our trust is in the Lord. What can man do to me? What we need to do is have our rock, our foundation in God, and learn to to trust in him so that when 
the wind and the storms of life come against us, we already know that we're built on the rock of God. And he is trying to provide strength for Israel so that they'll be the people of God that he wants them to be, that they'll be the nation of God that he wants them to be. And unfortunately, throughout history, as is common to man, they are going to fail. But today, we have a further revelation of God through Jesus Christ who came to earth and died for our sin and rose from the dead and revealed himself and then on Pentecost gave us the power of God. The tabernacle of God now resides in his people. We have the Holy Spirit to strengthen our resolve to pass the test and to live for God even when it's difficult. Hallelujah. And we can trust him. We can trust him. You know, today we have bread and we have meat. Uh, but when things come against us and when life is hard, the Israelites learn to trust him through the manna and the quail. And may we continue to trust him no matter what we face. Because in the end, even if our lives don't last here on earth, they're going to last in heaven. He is our ultimate place of security. Hallelujah. We can trust the Lord. What an amazing chapter this is of learning to trust God. And may we learn from the Israelites both in what they did well and what they didn't do well. God is preparing us to continue to pass the test of faith all the way to the end. Let's stick with the Lord. Hallelujah.